When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, so this is your last warning. If you haven't done so already, make sure you check out the recordings from our Navigators Trading Summit that we hosted last week. Recordings will be taken down on the 30th, so make sure you head over to www.tier1trading.com. Click that button so we can send it directly to your email. It is an amazing summit. We talked a lot about goal setting. We talked a lot about technical analysis. We had a great roundtable discussion with some of the greatest minds in the industry talking about how 2020 was a life-changing year for many traders and what we think is coming in 2021. So do not miss it. Check it out, www.tier1trading.com. They will be taken down after November 30th, so you have about a day left. Do not miss it. Do it now or do it after you listen to this podcast. Stokes here. Welcome back to another episode of the Trading Coach Podcast. Today, we're going to talk a little bit about business. Um, it's going to be trading related as well, but if you're someone that is a, a, a business owner, an entrepreneur, or an aspiring entrepreneur, this is going to be right up your alley as well. And we're going to cover some very important topics about how to grow your business. But first and foremost, for you guys that are new, I'm a former struggling Forex trader turned consistently profitable trader turned money manager turned trading coach. And I am now one of the co-founders of tier1trading.com, the premier trading education source out there. If you guys are interested in some free content, make sure you head over to our website, www.tier1trading.com. Make sure you check out that Ascension webinar, that trade to measure workshop. And if you want to take a 14-day spin around our platform, you can do so. Just make sure you introduce yourself to our community. That way you take full advantage of your time with us. Now, I was spending a lot of time this weekend uh, talking business, and it, it's it's beautiful. It, it's a beautiful position that I get to be in because I, I'm I am finally getting to see what I wanted out of the process. Right? Um, I mentioned earlier that I, I started off as a money manager, and I, I'll, I'll put this straightforward. Right? That would have been the path for me to make the most money possible. Right. I was good at what I did. Um, you meet clients with a lot of money. You trade a lot of money. You take a commission, a percentage account management fee off of a lot of money. You can make a lot of money off of that. And of course, the, the, the better you do by person A, they introduce you to their network and it just expands, expands, expands. And before you know it, you're managing a fund. But there was something missing while I was doing this and it was fun. It was 
joy. Um, it, it was great because I, I took a skill that I, I worked very, very hard to um, develop and I was able to turn it into a business. So this was a, a way of life for me now. I, I, um, I no longer thought I would go back to the normal nine to five and working for someone else and doing stuff that I didn't want to do for a living, which was good. But the day to day wasn't very joyful. It, it was it was stressful. I mean, trading is stressful by itself. Imagine trading a massive amount of money that isn't yours. It's, it's even more stressful and then dealing with the clients as well. And I just wasn't happy. And when I bet when I went back to trading education, um, it really hit home with me because I, I think I'm a natural coach, right? I, I was coaching track and field for the, uh, the entire duration while I was learning how to trade. And the cool thing that I always loved about track and field was, was watching people grow up, right? I, I, I coach at a collegiate level, so college, so I get people at that very delicate point of life where they're, they're right out of high school and they don't really have any direction. They don't know who they are. They're doing all types of dumb stuff and trying to figure out you know, what they are. And then they leave four or five years later as men and women. Um, and, and I like to think that I, I've, had a, I've had a small part in helping to mold the individual that they've become. And, and you hear stories about people getting jobs. You have people that went to Yale and Harvard. This guy's got a PhD. They're making these cool inventions. Uh, you know, people getting married. It's just it's fun stuff. And, you know, I, I recently went to a track and field wedding and, and you know, in the speech, they gave a, a very nice shout, shout out of me just saying the impact that I have. I, I just never even thought about it like that. And I'm talking to all these former athletes and they're like, yeah, man, we couldn't have done it without you and this and this. And it brings value. And that's what I got out of coaching traders. It was one thing to help people with money make more money. I mean, these people, I'm a firm believer and there's no such thing as making too much money. You should always try to make more, whether it's from a monetary perspective or just the, the game of improving and one-upping yourself. You should always try to make money. But it's not as valuable to see someone that has made it and make them more because they've already made it. They've already reached that level of peak happiness. They're maybe they're not doing what they love for a living, but they're living a comfortable lifestyle and they're just piling on top of that with investments. It's much more valuable for me to see people like myself, people that look like me, people that came from my type of story where it's like, you know, I didn't come from having nothing, but I, I came from a place where I had to work hard for everything I got, uh, literally working, you know, building houses since the age of what, like 13. Um, it's cool to see people like that be able to get out of that rat race, be able to get out of that that normal nine to five, that McDonald's, that 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 office job that they don't want to be in and grow something of their own through trading. And in, in the same way, I feel like I have a I, I play a crucial role, you know, not the biggest role, but I play a role in helping them achieve that. Um, and then you hear some really, really good success stories of people starting hedge funds and, and, and whatnot. And it's just it's it's beautiful. You're doing things for the right reason. And. I was, I've been recently talking to a handful of traders who are, you know, they, they've, they've gone through the journey. They, they've come in as struggling traders. They've worked, they've turned themselves into consistently profitable traders. They're still polishing things here or there, but they're starting to think about the, the biz dev side of things, the, the, the business development side, and what am I going to do next? I'm working on this skill. How am I going to turn this skill into a business? And if you haven't caught it, I think in episode 191, um, I, I put out a podcast called Creating Multiple Income Streams from Trading. So make sure you check that one out as well. And what's interesting about business is, um, well, many of us are successful at business because we are control freaks, right? 
Um, Jason Greystone says this best. He, he says he has an, an, an obsessive uh, personality where he becomes obsessed with stuff. And once he becomes obsessed, he can't leave it alone. And that could be positive or negative. Obviously, if you're if you're doing something, if you're obsessed about something bad, it could lead down a negative path. But for him, it's it's business, it's information, it's science, it's technology, and whatever he locks his sights on, he goes all in 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 knowing all the information and and, and really doing everything he has to do in that field. Um, and control is one of the reasons that many of us become successful, right? We we like having control. We, we put ourselves in a position where it's, you know, we are 100% accountable, right? We give us the ball for the game winning shot. If I miss it, it's on me. I want the blame. If I make it, it's on me. I want the credit. We're willing to take that responsibility and just that fearlessness of, of being able to deal with a pressured situation and being able to accept that, hey, if it goes bad, it's my fault. But also, you know, playing that against if it goes good, you know, on an ego side of thing, it's my fault as well. Um, only a small amount of people are willing to do that. And I bet if you talk to about 10 of your friends, probably only one or two have that distinct type of personality. And that's good for the self-employed. The problem is, if you want to grow a, a, a business, and you don't have to, right? You don't have to. You don't, you don't. You don't have to go from, well, I guess we'll back it up some. There's a great book by Robert Kiyosaki called Cashflow Quadrant. It's kind of the, the follow-up to Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And it breaks the, really breaks business into four categories, right? On your left-hand side, this is the side that most of us think is the good side and later realize there's a better side. On the left, it, it, is, um, it is employee, right? Obviously, you work for someone else and then self-employed, Right? An employee, you work for someone else, you're at someone else's will and, and all this fun stuff. You're not really, you don't have freedom of time and all that stuff. Um, Self-employed is a little bit better, right? Because you, you are in control of your situation. You are starting your own business. You are running your own business. The problem with self-employed is your business doesn't run without you. There, there's, there's zero amount of passive income per se, uh, meaning that you know, you have to, if you own a store, right, if you own your own store and you are your only employee, guess what? You have to work that store from open to close, from, you know, daylight to, to when the day goes down, from, uh, you know, weekend to weekend. And, and you're not really benefiting from that freedom of time, right? You, have, you, may, ha you may achieve financial freedom, but your store only goes as far as, as you go. And, and don't you dare get sick or anything like that because your store is going to suffer. And many of us get caught up on that side and, and, and you know, with developing multiple streams of income, you know, uh, or multiple businesses that have your trading, it, it can be that way. But for you guys that want to take it to the next level, that want to grow your trading into business. So do something like I did where we go from an, an, an independent consultant where I'm teaching people how to trade on my own to, you know, a trading company, tier1trading.com. It means letting go of some of that control. And that could be very difficult. Now, this conversation came up or the topic came up in my in my head for two reasons. One, um, I'm going to be working with an intern for the summer. She's going to start tomorrow. And um, she's a, a marketing intern, a marketing major at a, a local university. And I've said it before that I love being in control of every bit of content that I put out. I feel that if I'm going to write, if, if something's going to go out on Twitter or Instagram, it needs to be from my mouth. Um, and I don't know if I'm gonna have if I'm gonna have her take over some of that. I doubt it. it's probably gonna be more just uh, more of a teaching aspect of me teaching her the marketing side of things and maybe having her develop a plan for the the launch of the new course or something like that. Um, but it maybe just think about 
when you have assistance and, and having them do something like that for you. Gary Vaynerchuk is a, a good example. Gary V, he does like a a daily blog where people follow him around for camera every day. And then a person, you know, he doesn't cut and edit the film by itself because you know he doesn't have three, four hours to spend doing that. So he gives it to someone else and they do it for him. And, and 99.9% .9 of the time, the content is quality. But I remember on a few occasions, something has come out that he's like, man, I wouldn't have done that myself. Or I, I wouldn't have cut that part out because it doesn't give the full picture. And that's the, the downside of, of losing some of that control. You don't know everything. You, you have to trust your employees. And give me a second here. And I, I met a guy in the park the other day and he was a, a salesman. I, I didn't ask what business he was doing, but um, he was a very successful worker. And he said six weeks ago, right? It's him and his kid out there playing. Uh, <laughs> me and my kid are always at the park. <laughs> I told someone earlier, um, I'm waiting for the park to start giving me a rent bill or something like that. We're there all the time trying to burn my kid out. Uh, never works, by the way. Never, ever works. Um, but he was talking to me. He quit his job, job six weeks ago. And he started his own thing. And one of the reasons that he quit his job is because he was tired of being micromanaged, right? There was a new, I guess, a new, uh, a new boss that came in. And, and again, this guy was very successful. And the new guy, you know, was kind of a control freak. So he's looking over his shoulder. He's saying, hey, why'd you do that? Or shouldn't you do this? And it really put a massive amount of pressure on this guy to perform. And, and you know, sales are hard enough as they are. Um, or any job is hard enough as it is. Imagine your your boss looking over your shoulder and critiquing you every single second. It, it wasn't comfortable and it pushed him to quitting his job. And we were talking more and more and we got on the conversation with Track and he was talking about how he ran for a high school team that had 100 people on it. And I said, I could never imagine coaching high school track, right? I have about 40 girls I coach right now, about 20 in my direct group. I'm going crazy trying to coach them. I'm like, how do you coach 100 people? And he started talking about the structure. He says, well, it's good if you have the structure in the right place. You have your head coach and then you have assistant coaches that you trust. Um, you may delegate to and train in the beginning, but you trust them to do their own thing and, and all you do is manage them. You don't micromanage them. You're not on top of them. You, you, you trust them to make the best judgment and do what they're supposed to do. And that's what a real boss does. And yes, many coaches like having that control. I, I, I've had assistant coaches work under me and, it's, and I want to be there and watch everything they do and make sure they do it my way. But the truth is it's, it's bad for everyone, Right. It's hard on that coach because now they feel the pressure of like, oh, if I do one thing wrong, I'm going to get yelled at. Or they have no flexibility to, to do what they want to do and grow and evolve and try out ideas, try and fail, try and fail, right? They don't have that opportunity because they're, they're, they're under such a, a pressure-packed situation at all times. And then for me, right, by managing, micromanaging someone else, it also takes time away from what I could be doing, right? The whole point of growing your business and having employees is, right, so that you can delegate the task, right? You are, you are really good at one thing, right? So by delegating the task to someone else to do this other thing, you can focus more on what you're good at and be even better and even more efficient at that thing. And, and that's how the whole company grows, right? I don't know how many, how many guys watched a show called the profit on CNBC, Marcus Lemonis, but almost every single business he goes into runs into the same problem, 
where they all started off as self-employed and grew into a business. And the problem is, and this is one of the reasons their businesses are struggling, the owner wants control of everything and, and, and doesn't let the people they hired to do the job do their job. And, and, and Marcus comes in and, and, and talks to him and just helps, underst- helps them understand, you know, how they have to let go, how they have to trust these people. And that's something that you guys are going to have to go into. So for you guys that are going into growing a business as a trader, you know, I spoke to a guy the other day who wants to do education. He wants to do signal services. He wants to do money management. He wants to do the full nine, right? Everything. Um, There comes a point in time where if he's successful, he's, it's going to be very hard for him to do all those things, right? If you're a very successful money manager, guess what? You don't want to do anything that takes your time and effort away from managing money. Trust me. One of the reasons that we get asked every year, how come you guys aren't starting some type of, of fund or how come you guys aren't managing money? And the answer is I love trading. I love coaching trading, I should say. Uh, I love trading too. But I love the coaching aspect of trading. And they say, can't you do both? No way. No way. Right? If I'm managing millions of dollars, guess what? All of my attention is spent managing those millions of dollars because guess what? I don't want to mess up. I don't want to mess up. There is too much risk to mess up with that to put off messing around doing something else. So for you guys that are going to grow your business into all these different avenues, right? You're eventually, you're going to have to hire people. You're going to have to work with people and you're going to have to put them in charge of something. Maybe they're in charge of doing the money management, the portfolio management. Maybe they're in charge of the signal service where they're putting out signals and they're getting them out to your clients. Maybe they're in charge of the education. Whatever it may be, you're going to have to let go of that control. And it can be very, very difficult to do, but it's necessary if you want to make the shift from self-employed to business owner. You have to do it. And that's the only way you can truly gain freedom of time, right? Um, Financial freedom is great. Freedom of time is better. If you don't do that, you're going to be running around 24 hours trying to do everything and eventually you're going to burn out or you're just going to you're going to make a lot of money but get no joy out of life. So, something to think about for you guys that are that are going into business and for you guys that are business owners in, in other aspects, not trading, maybe it's other some other type of field, um, the same concepts are important. Control is what got you to the place where you're at. But Lack of control or giving up some of that control is what's going to take you to the next level. And the key is you can still have control, but the control comes in vetting and and really making the right decision with who you work with, making the right decision with who you hire. And once you make that decision, trust yourself and trust them.